Hey, ladies, we're carrying on the conversation about the question of if your anxiety may be from a Zoloft deficiency. Turns out it's not. And the Bible actually has a lot to say about it and what we can do about our anxiousness. So tune in for the rest of this incredible episode. Hey, sister, welcome to For the Love of Hormones podcast. If you have struggled with finding satisfying solutions to your fertility, pregnancy, and hormone issues, you're in the right place. Maybe you're ready to feel heard and supported beyond a quick doctor visit and prescription medication. If you're ready for real conversation about how God fits into the holiness of hormones, women's healthcare, natural remedies, and the Bible's view on fertility, welcome. For the love of hormones, ditch your afternoon cup of joe and sip on some mood-boosting matcha green tea with me, Becca Yon, certified FEM educator and hormone coach, as we discuss with Dr. Jamie Eller more about the holiness of hormones. Some other tenets we can lean on when we're feeling anxious and overwhelmed and don't know what else to do, we can just choose to praise and worship. to me, like my worship is a weapon. And I always like to think about how the Israelites, when they were um, carrying the Ark of the Covenant and going through the wilderness, anytime they had to battle somebody else, the first people in front of the, of the tribes were the worshipers. They sent their worship team out to the front line and they they did it because God told them to, but they, so they were obedient and they worshiped and praised the Lord and, and lifted him up and proving that God was fighting their battles for them. So I always nah. think when I'm going through it, man, that worship music, my husband knows if it's been a stressful day, I'm a, he comes in the house and the stereo is just great. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, just leaning leaning in and, and giving him the worship and the praise that, you know, he deserves because, you know, he's already won the victories, right? Yeah. And there's something that goes to when you are singing, especially when you are praising the Lord in music, that your brain can't really focus on the thing that you're kind of anxious about, you know? So mm-hmm. there, there's actually a lot for just like stopping the anxiety and or just stopping those thoughts, stopping your action and singing a hymn, sing your favorite hymn or sing your favorite, um, sing your favorite worship song and coupling that with prayer and with, you know, with other things you might mention in a little bit too. And that can really help bring things down. Yes. And the last tenant, well, the second to last tenant I would say is abide. So obeying God. When we're obeying God, when we're doing what he has designed us to do, our purpose through him, obeying him keeps you in what I like in alignment with him, right? And when we are in alignment with God and the purpose that he's made us for, we are going to be, feel more joy. We're going to feel the freedom. We're going to feel the peace that surpasses all understanding. When things come up, we're going to get, we might get frustrated, but we're not anxious. We're going to know and feel the protection of God. But when we don't obey, that causes a misalignment with his purpose. And almost immediately for some of us, we go, you disobey, you do something you know you weren't supposed to, that God didn't want you to do, you will immediately get anxiety, right? Or feeling unprotected, 
fear and all of that will eventually lead to depression and fatigue. I don't know if I'd ever connected those two things of like when you're outside of his obedience, of course, like you're probably going to be afraid and anxious. That's a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> so I think of Psalms 34, 17. Those who are right with the Lord cry and he hears them and he takes them from all of their troubles. And so it didn't say those who cry to the Lord he hears them. He says, it says those who are right with the Lord. And the way I, I kind of interpret that is, you know, you are, you're in, a, you're in alignment with God and his purpose with you and you're obeying and you're, you are living out his will, not your own will. Yeah. So moving on, Ollie, there's so many scriptures I would love to reference. Maybe we'll just put them in the show notes. Yep. Um, but for the sake of time, I'll, I'll try to, I'll, I'll move on. So the main thing, the whole thing, ten, tending to your temple, right? Um, so what can we do to our physical temple to combat the, this anxiety? And so I have to give a medical disclaimer because yes, I am a physician, but this is, none of this is medical advice. These are just really more, it's more of opinions at this point. You know, if you have questions about any of the things that we're going to suggest, um, I will always tell you to consult with your own medical provider. So please do not just take these things to heart. Um, Everybody is individual. We all have our own health issues and and situations. So um, this is just for the a general person, not for individual um, advice. So that being said, God built a pharmacy in our bodies. He really, really did. And I like to think that the body gives what it gets. So if you're giving your body the good things, and that's not just food, our minds always goes, goes to food, but are we giving our body hydration? Are we giving our body sleep? Are we giving our bodies the minerals it needs? If we're, if we are giving our body the things that it needs, it's going to take those things and use them and package them and, and use them to function well. You know, if you have a wound, it's going to heal. If you, whatever you're going through, if you, you know, we can get into it a little bit, but sometimes anxiety is coming from different like mineral deficiencies. And if you start giving yourself the right minerals, the anxiety gets better, Right. But if you're giving your body junk or you're not getting enough sleep or you're giving it too much stress, then it can only do so much, right? So we really are, we're not just, you know, the old saying we are what we eat, but it's, you know, it's also what we're do, like, what we do outside of that. So number one thing to help improve the physical symptoms of anxiety is diet, exercise. That's the most common. And I would add personally sleep. A lot of times that gets forgotten about. But um, the medical literature always said, is always saying diet and exercise is more effective. It's just as effective as the most common drugs used for anxiety, which is uh, SSRI, selective serotonin receptive, uh, receptors, inhibitors. But I like to add sleep in there too because that's so important. Then the benefit about diet, exercise, and sleep there's no side effects. Maybe a little bit of achiness if you haven't worked out in a while, but there's no horrible side effects. Um, and they're just as effective as these pills that have a horrible long list of side effects. So 
let's break down diet, right? So we are not just what we eat. We are really with the advances of the the gut microbiome. We're discovering that we are really what our gut bacteria eat. And it's more important of what our gut bacteria does with the food that we're ingesting that plays a role in our mental health. And this is actually pretty recent, probably in the last five years has this really gone more into the mainstream med- medicine world. But um, really, they're calling the gut, they've always called the gut like the second brain, if you will. Um, but in reality, it looks like it plays a bigger role than possibly the brain itself. And that the gut bacteria are, are very much responsible for making some of the neurotransmitters that are associated with mental health, like uh, serotonin, for example. There's more serotonin being made in, in the gut from the, the, the bacteria than the brain. So, you know, if your gut's not healthy, if you have what we call leaky gut, your bacteria are not being supported, you're not feeding your little helpers in your belly what they need to make the good, feel-good hormones, then that's a big problem and something that can be easily fixed for most people. So... There is evidence that there are foods that you can eat to help, like fermented foods is a big one. Everybody's like big on kim- kombucha. I'm not a fan, but if you love it, go for it. I'd rather eat pickles <laughs> and drink pickle juice. I'm one of those weirdos. That works. But ferment, right? fermented food can help um, support that, that gut bacteria that help make those like healthy neurotransmitters for our, our mental state. So everybody is always like, what diet should I be on? And and it just depends what your goals are at the end of the day. But I mean, everybody's always so weight focused. But really, if you're just health focused, everything kind of will go into alignment with that. Um, but there is evidence specifically for a keto diet or some people to go even more extreme to carnivore, which is just, you know, mostly meat. But there is evidence that really does help people with mental clarity and feeling uh, more productive. People tend to eat eat less and feel better. So a lot of people who have uh, struggle with anxiety and feeling overwhelmed, racing thoughts and things like that, like that diet does show some benefit. And really, it's probably because it's um, higher in fat than a typical American diet, like good animal fat. So if you don't like to eat meat, that's okay because you can always supplement with omega-3 fatty acids. But good sources of those food sources are um, like salmon and anchovies and sardines. Oh, yummy, right? (laughs) But, um, you know, some plants could be avocados or Brussels sprouts or spinach. So those good healthy fats are in those too. So um, that's all I'm going to say about diet. But it turns out, you know, it's really is important what you're what you're putting in in your gut. And then the next important thing would be exercise. Muscles are like the body's pharmacy. When we use our muscles, we actually produce endorphins, which are our feel-good chemicals. And so that's a lot of people who struggle with anxiety. A lot of them do figure out that they love to run or do something physical. And when they can't do something physical, 
they freak out because they're just like, oh, what am I going to do? I didn't go on my run today. Like I got all this energy and anxiety. But the physical act of using your muscles like that, you release those endorphins that can help get rid of excess energy and help us calm, make us feel calmer, feel better. And sleep. This is my favorite. I love to sleep. It's so important. Probably because I didn't sleep much during my medical training. So I'm making up for it. Yeah. But sleep deprivation will definitely lead to feelings of depression, anxiety, and not feeling yourself. And I experienced that one firsthand. My intern year in residency, I I was so not myself. And uh, yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. And I was so, I was a doctor and I was depressed and I thought I was depressed, but I didn't know what to do about it. That that's how much out of my mind I was because I was so sleep deprived. It's um, and then look, it's, it's like, like it was it was it was crazy. I was just like, I think I'm depressed, and then like, what do I do? Do I take a pill or something? Like it was so bizarre. Turns out I just needed to sleep, and I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. So sleep is so important. Most people need a minimum of seven to eight hours of sleep, and I will add that teens need more because their brains are developing and and they actually need more sleep than that most teens. So biggest tip for that is, you know, set up a bedtime routine. There's so many things you can do. It's just Google bedtime routine, sleep hygiene. My two favorite things is no screen time, screen time, you know, an hour or two before bed and and cooling the the bedroom down. I like it a nice cool 68. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so those sets set you up and then I think this is the thing that you're most interested in, which are what we would call natural remedies. So things that are available in nature that we can can use, that God designed for us to use. You know, uh, I, there's so many. So I'll just kind of hit my like my top favorites. Um, but for like from an herbal standpoint, chamomile. Chamomile is great. You can get chamomile tea. You can get even a a nighttime blend. It usually always has chamomile in it. And just sip on that, um, you know, in the evening. And it has this nice little calming effect and it will help you sleep. For supplements, I would say um, specifically for anxiety, one of the things that I like to recommend is magnesium. And there are actually like a dozen types of magnesium out there. Some of them help us poop. Some of them help our muscle ache. Some of them, you know, help our nervous system. My favorite is magnesium 308. I take it every night um, just because it has a natural calming effect on the nervous system and it can help you sleep. But you, I actually do notice I can feel myself. I just feel a little calmer. And I'll say, oh, I'm not sleepy, but I could go to bed. Yeah. You know? So doesn't it's not altering. It's none of that. It's very safe uh, medic- medication to take. And I would add for anxiety, just in finding a good multivitamin. Not all vitamins are the same. They're not FDA regulated. Anybody can make and package and market vitamins. So you really want to get a good safe source. I go between a, a company called Designs for Health and I use their prenatal vitamin. And then my other favorite one is doTERRA's uh, Vitality 3-pack, which has omegas. It has uh, some nutrient complexes with all the uh, essential vitamins as well. So those are my go-tos for, for 
that I personally use, but there are so many out there. Just be mindful that it's coming from a good source and, you know, cheap is not always good. Right. Want your body to be able to recognize it, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, like if I'm going to pay money for vitamins, like I'm going to, I'm going to make sure they're the good. Like it already is a hassle to remember and to take your vitamins. At least you can know that they're, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, specifically for fatigue though, um, again, I would use either magnesium threonate or consider magnesium malate. Cause when we're like anxious and stressed out, especially, especially chronically, our cortisol will go up and our bodies just dump magnesium. Um, so some of us might already just be a little magnesium deficient. And so I like magnesium threonate or malate, especially malate if uh, it's really bioavailable in the muscles. So if you're kind of like that, get, get that fatigue, achiness, tired muscle feeling all the time, that would be a good one to try. And then for, you know, fatigue specifically, doTERRA has a, a blend. It's called Mito2 Max and it has quite a few good things. But the other, one of the main things that it has, and it has a couple of adaptogens and um, it has ginseng and ashwagandha. In ashwagandha, it has been shown to help with anxiety as well. So this one has some adaptogens that can help with anxiety and energy. It's got some, some good stuff with that. So I take it during the day when I do take that. And then there are so many other supplements though. Like, there's valerian root, there's ashwagandha, like I talked about, there's a, a supplement called kava. But you really want to be cautious with taking these, especially if you are on other prescription medications, because they can interact with these medicines. They can compete with your medicines. So I would definitely consult with your healthcare provider before just buying one of these things and trying them, make sure there's no uh, drug interactions with those. And uh, and again, too, I, some people go on the deep end, they get all the supplements and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't even know which one's working first off. And two, your liver still has to process all these things. Even though they're natural, that doesn't mean that they're safe and it's safe to take all of them together. So whenever somebody wants to try something, I always just encourage them like one, Two things max because you don't you want to know what what's actually working for you and if it's effective and worth the money, right? So um, yeah, that's I, my my spiel on those things. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely kind of a dangerous culture in the podcast listener world of just pulling and grabbing what people say on podcasts for themselves immediately. Uh-huh. And I just I feel like you know for you guys listening, please be really cautious with that and careful and like don't just grab and pull random things, you know, like she said, this is not medical advice. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to have guidance when doing this and specifically what's going on with you personally, because there's different roots for anxiety. Like you might be dealing with low progesterone or you might be dealing with estrogen dominance, or you might be dealing with PCOS. Like there's so many different things that you could be dealing with. And that is going to determine what would be the most helpful for you and we are not our own best doctors. So make sure you're really good support with that. <laughs> Becca, you nailed it because that was the next thing I was going to talk about are these other sources. So I will say this, you know, I I don't tend to tell my own patients what to try without trying these things myself. Um, I have tried ashwagandha by itself. I've taken it at night. 
Because I like to be the guinea pig on myself. I don't feel good recommending things without trying them. I didn't like how it made me feel at night. I just felt different. Yeah, I did not like it. And maybe it was too high of a dose. I bought it from one of those cheap Mm -hmm. places because before I knew better, right? So I actually, that was one that I used before I got pregnant after my miscarriages to help with anxiety. Um, And then I started taking Uh something different once I got pregnant. But I enjoyed the ashwagandha. It actually really helped with my anxiety. So that goes to say, we're all in different places and spaces for what our root is. And we probably had, yeah, totally two different reasons for why we were having anxiety and why we responded differently. So that's a perfect example. And But I take a little bit with my Mato 2 Max, right? That's in there. But I take it in the day. I don't feel anything. But when I was taking it at night, it just made me feel different. I yeah. didn't like it. Which is a common thing I hear when, I, when patients go on SSRIs like Zoloft and they notice that they just, they don't feel bad, but they feel different and they don't yeah. like it. Um, so that being said, when we're going through anxiety, that reminds me of like, you know, avoiding substances that can alter the mind, right? Because I bring this up because there are several references in the Bible that speak to this. I can't think of specifically which one, but I mean, the Bible, the biggest one that the Bible references is alcohol, right? And not being drunk and altered in that sense. But there are even some areas that talk about um, like sorcery and some people say that, that that word is actually actually supposed to be interpreted to uh, like pharmacopoeia, pharma, pharmalo- pharmacological things. So, you know, my personal belief is that at the end of the day, my mental state shouldn't be altered because when my mental state is altered, I'm... I'm closing off my connection with God, right? Like I'm like, I'm not keeping myself fully open and aware and perceiving on a spiritual sense. I think that I just like, I. It's a, this is such a big passion. It's a struggle. Because you know? people yeah. like when you're at rock bottom, you're just usually almost always like, I will do just about anything to not feel the way I'm feeling right now. And I remember before I finally found actual help I had gone into my one of my postpartum visits and I didn't mark for postpartum depression, but I did tell her, I was like, I'm having some anxiety. And I explained it to her and she said, well, we could put you a, on an antidepressant medication. And I said, no, I don't want that. And so mm-hmm. I walked out of there. I think it was my six week checkup and I just lived with the anxiety for um, a year and a half. And wow. worse and worse and worse. And we can go into that st- whole story in another episode, but... But I do remember, I mean, I'm not a drinker, but I mean, I was to the point where my anxiety was so high. The only thing that could help, and this is so sad and depressing, was I would have a little glass of wine. And that's just like uh-huh. heartbreaking. I mean, I am a strong Christian. I'm a strong believer. And I mean, I was at such a low point. Like I had two beautiful little children, wonderful business, but I I had to have a glass of wine to calm me down because I just literally was going to pop and going to explode. And that is that is like the freaking saddest thing. So please, if that's you, please reach out to me and I would love to help you because it does not have to be that way anymore. And I am praising the Lord for his spiritual healing and for giving us gifts that we can use to to be calm and to be peaceful woman in, in Christ. Amen, sister. 
But it's true, like, you know, and these things are readily available and, you know, in some cultural contexts, they're natural, you know, and people will always construe the Bible to how how it benefits them, right? So you just got to be careful with that stuff. And that falls in the line of like using marijuana and CBD and THC and all those things. So you just, yes, it's a, it's a very thin line that, you know, personally, I just don't even get too close. You know, the further you stay away from that stuff, the, the better off you are. Because in, because at the end of the day, all those things do is they distract you, right? They distract you. They numb you from feeling that, that horrible feeling that you're feeling at the moment. And they keep you from processing your emotions and figuring out the real issue. So they just distract you from, from figuring from it out. From tending to your temple. And they, from tending to your temple. And then just pro, they just prolong the agony. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, and for some people, it just opens up more doors to other destructive things. Yeah. So let's see here. Oils. I'm an oil girl. <laughs> I actually use oils. Like, I don't like medicine. I'll use that. I, I have no problem prescribing it when it's needed, but I love oils. Um, so I'll give you my three faves. Lavender, diffusing it. Love, I'll put it, I, I have lavender every time I'm doing manipulation on, osteopathic manipulation on a person. That's diffusing. Hence lovely. <laughs> in the room. <laughs> Adaptive is so, so good. And it's a blend from doTERRA. It is part of my signature scent that I wear every day. And then my other personal one is another blend from doTERRA. It's called Intune. It's more of a woody. So the Adapt is more of a floral and the Intune is more of a a woodsy oil. And together, I put them together and I I call it Grounded Girl. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) And, And, you know, the oils, like, are they, you know, to me, like, I just use that oil as aromatherapy to just, it smells pleasant. And it's not doing any sort of magical thing for me. It really isn't. But what it does, it's just a ritual. It smells nice to me. It reminds me to be calm. And it's a moment that I take to just pray to pray while I'm applying. And just re- a reminder to like, this is, you know, this is the Lord's day. <laughs> like, and I'm going to do what he wants me to do today. And he's going to help me get through it. And so that's how I use my oils. And uh then that reminds me, we you kind of touched up on it already, but ruling out other causes for anxiety. There are so many other natural causes. Like we know from your your experience of postpartum depression and how the hormones are all wonky after uh, delivery. Sometimes there's hyperthyroid. Hyperthyroid can cause feelings of anxiety and your heart racing and you feel like you're going crazy and you can't sleep. And... Uh, you're sweating all the time and or you can have low thyroid where you're just like you feel like a slug and you don't have the energy to do anything and everything's just kind of overwhelming right you can be anemic for so many different reasons but especially our fertile age women who are menstruating you know if you have horrible irregular cycles or dysmenorrhea which is you know prolonged heavy bleeding you're at risk for being anemic and you can feel symptoms of anemia would be like feeling tired. You're, you're, you could have low blood pressure. You feel dizzy all the time. Uh, you might feel even some 
heart racing because your heart's trying to keep that blood circulating in your system. So that can give you some some physical feelings that can be relate can you can associate with anxiety. Um, vitamin deficiencies are a big one, especially vitamin D. Girl, we live in oh, we don't live. I live in Texas. I get so much more sun than you, right? <laughs> it's like we're you know. You would think nobody would be vitamin D deficient in Texas. I diagnose it every single week, multiple times a week. There's so many people who are vitamin D deficient. And vitamin D, and in our body, really, we absorb it as a vitamin, but then our body like processes it in so many ways. So it repackages that vitamin D through our uh, skin with the how the sun uh, incorporates and it transforms it there. It's transforming our liver again. And it ultimately ends up acting kind of like a hormone in our body. And it's it's been shown to have a direct correlation with our immunity and our mood. So vitamin D, especially if you don't live in a place where you're out in the sun all the time, or maybe you don't have the best diet or you have digestive issues and absorption issues, you definitely want to like make sure your vitamin D is is high enough. And then the big one, low hormones, the low progesterone state. We've talked about this before. When that progesterone is low, it just, it makes us more irritable. It makes us more anxious. We can't sleep. We're just restless. Our hearts are pounding through our chest. It's just horrible, horrible feeling. So those are all things that you should uh, meet with your provider to talk about and get tested for if you think that that might be something you have. And then, you know, in the, so all these things have, have cures. There's vitamins you can take, there's thyroid supplementation you can take, you know, there's different answers for that. Even, you know, replacing progesterone with bioidentical hormones and stuff. Like those are all options. So yeah, there's so many, so many reasons to have anxiety, but there's also so many things that we can use. Most importantly, um, giving it to the Lord, asking for his guidance, leaning on him through prayer, worship, and listening, and using some of these things to help get you through while you're doing that. Yeah, keeping the first thing first is so important. And I hope, I want that to be the biggest thing that people take away today. Get on your knees and humbly submit to him. Yeah, I mean, so many reasons, like, when I talk to patients and I'll be like, so what's going on? And like everything, um, like, or, or like, you know, there's so many things, where do we even start? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, okay, well, how, how's your prayer life? You know, do you pray about it? And I'm like, no. And then I'm like, how can you be going through all these things? And you just have nobody to talk to and, and give it to and trust in to help with you, to help these things. I'm like, Tali, can you imagine how that would feel? Not have like not having that, not having God to lean on, not having Jesus to heal you, not having Holy Spirit to guide you. That is a horrible place to be in. How on earth? Okay. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for walking us through anxiety and just the tenets of what we can be doing before the Lord and in responsibility for caring for our temple. So I am going to pray us out and just lift this up to the Father. Yes. Jesus, we come before you and we thank you so much, Lord, for just filling Dr. Jamie up with so much wisdom and um, insight into how this is impacting so many women and in so many different ways. 
And Lord, I just pray for a special blessing and anointing upon anyone who is listening to this, who is dealing with this, Lord, whether it's coming up in their marriage, with their finances, with their kids, with school or education, with their work, with your providence. God, I pray that every single thought and anxious thought would be taken captive by you and would be given to you, Lord. I pray for healing, Father, and whatever the root cause issue is, Lord, I pray that you would present it to the person listening and um, just breathe on to them what their next right step is that you're calling them to. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Did you learn something today about God's desire for your hormones? If so, please take a quick minute to review this podcast. It's the best way for more women like you to finally feel heard and understood about their God-given hormones. Thank you in advance for your review. If you're wanting to connect with me personally, head over to my website in the show notes to learn how. In any case, for the love of your hormones, I hope you enjoyed sipping on your matcha today. It's so much better for you than your afternoon latte. We'll see you guys next time.